0: Machine culture. 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 Machine culture.
1: Machine culture. Machine
0: culture. My name is Danny Schill, and I'm Dan Muller, and we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you we, guys know. We've also had
1: DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert.
0: Tanya Harding. Steven Seagal. And Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one <laughs> yeah. of my best friends, you and Probably Dick, huh? Friend. Oh, yeah. I was there when he
1: shot that guy in the <laughs> face. <laughs> I had to run off because I had priors. but
0: Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Net- Network. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nania*, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nania*, I'm joined by a guest to discuss
0: topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. What the Welcome to Impress Me with Music. This
1: is a podcast where every week we help you make a playlist based around a theme or some other shit like that.
0: Huh, how well put. This week's theme is New York City, baby.
1: Villa cost a lot of Skrilla Same for that foreign gas tank I fill up And honestly, this whole tape sound like a classic All that's missing is a thriller Single, mingle with the stars I'm supposed to be in jail I'm just looking at the odds I must've beat them? defeated em And them naysayers, we never needed em This is what a Kush high sound like Bad bitch up in the back, twist the sound bites So smoke it down and pull it up See them fly world chains and you know it's us Niggas walking in like the owners Smelling like that cause I'm in with the stoners (laughs) Waking up on earth didn't sound right Cause when you wake up in fly world it sound like
0: It was Kush High by 84Fly, and you're listening to Impress Me With Music. As always, your hosts are here. Hey. The hosts with the most. Uh, I'm Mary Uh I'm Dave Matz. And, well, hey, and we're know. married now. We're married now. Hey, we got married. We're hitched.
1: Yeah, we're hitched. Mary's going to be changing her name soon.
0: Yep, but not to Metz, because that's not Dave's real name.
1: That's what, although that's what, uh, uh, Dave Agnetti thought he was bumping you in at, uh, Irish Eyes on Wednesday. And so he put you down as Mary Metz.
0: Huh. I, uh, I'm a wife now, so I just go and support you at your endeavors. <laughs> I support you. Yeah, yeah.
1: I come to your job with you every day, so how's. Mary, so tell, uh,. Tell us, tell the listeners, what's it like being married?
0: Um, being married is pretty cool. It's awesome when you're on your honeymoon, and actually, this episode. So, Dad,
1: you're talking a weird and robotic. You're like,
0: being married is very
1: good. You sound like an autistic.
0: You're an autistic. You're also a big old butt. (laughs) Being married is so cool, especially on your honeymoon. All right,
1: all right. You sound like you're doing a slam poem over here. Okay.
0: So we took our honeymoon in New York City. Yeah. And this episode is the New York ep.
1: Yeah, so, uh...
0: Stop laughing at me.
1: Well, I just want everyone to know, you know, I mean, so we got, we took a week off. We got married. We had the wedding on August 9th. Uh, man, nope
0: man. we had the wedding on August 6th oh huh! would you look at that uh, we flew to New York on August 9th sorry yeah
1: and I get sixes and nines confused in my head
0: 69 baby
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so we got married on August 6th August 9th we flew to New York uh, which was you know it was a mixed bag it was a mixed bag as far as the honeymoon goes I would not pick it as a honeymoon destination unless you're like a super active person and you did not plan your wedding. You know what I mean? If you're like one of those rich ass bitches, uh, you know, guy and girl bitches. Guy bitches, girl bitches, whatever. My
0: wedding was planned by Glenn Robespierre. Yeah,
1: exactly. There
0: was a golden fountain and a chocolate fountain.
1: Yeah, if you took any sort of agency over your wedding, you should honestly just go to like Florida or like sandals jamaica like i know you don't want to go to those places jamaican me crazy yeah mary has a vocal take choice. That's has to say jamaican me crazy whenever,
0: whenever anybody says jamaica or references jamaica i have to go jamaican me crazy because i'm an idiot <laughs> i think that's what it is that's fair
1: um so this is a new york app uh but it's not just about new york i mean we picked a lot of new york themed music But uh, this first song, this guy's not from New York,
0: 84 Fly. Right, he's not from New York. I picked this track. Um, I can't even smoke weed, but I miss smoking weed. Because I'm I'm with child now. Yeah, you're pretty far along. I am. I'm a few months from giving birth to a baby. If you are just tuning into this episode, I'm pregnant. Dave's pregnant, and now we're married. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no one's just doing it on the <laughs> radio. Uh, that, I'm glad you said that for our pending deal with serious. Yeah. Um, all right, for all you
0: XM listeners, <laughs> for all you Howard Stern babies. I'm a bit of a Howard Stern
1: baby, I guess.
0: You, anybody coming here from uh, that Joe Rogan promo code? <laughs> um, okay, anyways. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, go. This guy is from
1: Seattle, which is weird because uh, actually originally where we were going to go for our honeymoon was Seattle.
0: We were, we were gonna go to the West Coast, but then um, it was really expensive, and it was kind of gonna be the same shtick in terms of active.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a, no. It's actually going activity. to the West Coast would have been way more active. It would have been way more active. We would have been walking in Seattle. We would have been hiking. We would have been doing a lot of driving. At least in New York, we had to take an Uber whenever we got tired. Right. Um, so uh, I'm glad you put the song on here because the other day you were playing it, and I was vaping in the car. And do you remember what you said?
0: What did I say? You're just like
1: I'm so jealous of you. This is I want to smoke weed to this song, like you. Made. Yeah,
0: I wanna I want to smoke weed to this song, but this has also just kind of been my chill song. I've been listening to it when I'm stressed out, and I think after you come back from your honeymoon, even if you've been together for a while, so it's not like Dave and I just moved in together or anything, but I think after you get married. Um, just the reality of shit sort of hits you that you're like, oh man, now we just have to get our entire lives together.
1: Yeah, it's a little crazy. I mean, we have a kid uh, coming soon and we're sitting in an apartment right now and there are clothes all over the floor.
0: All over. And the dishes, they smell real foul.
1: Yeah. Um, so We
0: can't get it together.
1: We, we got a little grown-up to do, obviously. But that's okay. I think, honestly, I mean, there ain't uh, a parent among us who has not grown up through the process of having a kid um so what well, i was going to say one other thing about 84 fly now and i can't remember what it was uh oh you know what i was going to say is i like how this song is like kind of self-aware because at the end he plays a clip from uh the movie half baked when uh they're doing like all these vignettes where who they're selling weed to and um you know i think it's said john stewart and he's the um experienced stoner i think is what he was called and he's literally like, he's like, you ever look at a $20 bill on weed? Like, I love that. I love that they, it, the song has a little self-awareness. It's a pot song, but it's it's, a, it's self-aware, which there's like almost none of that in the world.
0: Also, one of the first things I said when I heard this track was it reminded me of like the good old days when I really loved Kid Cudi. And like, had Kid Cudi continued into his career a little bit more and like matured, this is sort of what I feel like... I don't know. This just felt like a Kid Cudi track to me.
1: Yeah, Kid Cudi got kind of, like, emotional. He
0: did. This is kind of, like, what Pursuit of Happiness made me feel like when I first heard it. This is something that, like, I roll my windows down to, and especially when I'm super stressed. Like, yesterday, I drove to work, and I was really bummed out, and I just pumped this jam, rolled down my windows, and it, like, everything kind of melted away. And so, to me, this is a honeymoon track. Um, It helps put you back in a little honeymoon space of your life, and... That's why it's kind of my first way to kick off this New York City playlist.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to play... By my first
0: day. All the right, let's do this. The bridge is over. Hey, hey, hey.
1: The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Hey, hey, hey. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. You see me coming in, he dance with the flipper, saying, see ya. Down with the sound called BDP. If you want to join a crew or you must see me, you can't sound like Shan or the one Marley. Marley. Cause and Molly. Cause Shannon Molly my rhyming like the gay. Picking up the mic my and don't know what to say. Saying hip hop started out in Queens. Okay, so that was The Bridge Is Over by Boogie Down Productions. Now, if you are a classic hip-hop person, uh, this is not a new song to you. This is actually one of the most important songs historically in hip-hop. Amongst like true, I think like true aficionados of the art form, because I think a lot of people would be like, oh, it's um, The Message Is Important by Grandmaster Flash. Or, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, you know, like, uh, right. whatever the fuck that piece of shit song is called. You know what I mean? Like, this is actually, like, a legit song that is very important in the history of hip-hop because it is kind of, like, one of the first diss songs, like, ever made, you know? This came out in 1987,
0: the year that I was born. The Shannon Marley like the gay.
1: Yeah, I think, um, uh, so what's his name, um was the, the rapper's name in uh, Boogie Down Productions? Boogie
0: Down Productions. Yeah, who is Boogie Down Productions?
1: Yeah, so Boogie Down Productions is uh, two people. So, or, sorry, uh, three people, technically. KRS-One, uh, someone named D-Nice, and the DJ Scott LaRock. Now, I don't know anything about D-Nice, but KRS-One is obviously... I don't know, do you know who that is?
0: KRS-One is super familiar. It's one of the first rappers, right? He's like, not
1: one of the first, but he is one of the early important people. So he's from the Bronx, which is where hip-hop was created.
0: That's, I think there's another KRS-One track that's super popular. Like He had like a solo.
1: He had a lot. I mean... A um, um,
0: career where, where it's not Yeah,
1: was. so basically what happens is... So what also is important about Boogie Down Productions in terms of its history in hip-hop is uh that their dj is one of the first rappers to ever get killed he was scott LaRocque was shot in the neck i believe well he Holy was in shit. a car it was a reverse drive-by he was in a car and someone shot him and uh reverse reverse yeah yeah krs1 uh like that yes, that's a sound of the police
0: yes that's krs1 um that, with- that's huge
1: this song has the Manhattan keeps on making it Brooklyn keeps on taking it Bronx keeps creating it and Queens keeps on faking it this is an anti-Queens song and uh because Bronx felt pride that they had created hip-hop and there's all these new Queens rappers coming out and they're like fuck these guys what's really funny about this though is did you ever see the 50 Cent movie the first one
0: no, did not see the first one, did not see the second one. If there's a the third one, I surely did not see that one he's, either. Actually, so 50 Cent
1: fancies himself a little bit of a, kind of a, um, like a, like a Martin Scorsese kind of guy, where he, <laughs> he makes, he's making a lot of these, like, gritty, sort of like true, uh, true, true crime kind of New York movies, um, but he also stars in all of them, and they're all varying degrees of bad, but the first one is not bad, um, Get Rich or Die trying. Terrence winter wrote it he wrote for the sopranos created boardwalk empire um but in the in the movie this song is playing in 50 cent raps over this beat which is super weird because 50 cent is from queens and there's really just i can't imagine a world in which uh you know 50 cent a young queens rapper in the 80s or young queens kid in the 80s rather who would have wanted to rap over and eh, you didn't see the movie. It doesn't matter. He's trying to make a song about how he likes a girl. It's over this. So I've just been rambling a lot. What do you think of the song, Mary?
0: I like the song. It's a fun track. Um, I I like the way they rap. It reminds me, like it does make me feel like they're a little bit Jamaican. Are they Jamaican? Is anyone Jamaican? I care. Or is that just the flow? Uh, also I'm trying to figure out what the fuck guan means. Because they, uh, they, they've so got a line. Actually... Uh, tell, tell them again, me tell them again. Guan! He just goes, Guan! He just like makes right. it. Gu- right. <laughs> if I just Google Guan, apparently it's a telecommunications network that covers a large area. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what Guan means. I don't want to waste too much time with this. Uh, yeah. Guan, big up yourself. That's a Roy Woods track. There's a pitchfork review for something called Guan. Mm. Isn't it. that a
1: side project of uh, Billy Corgan? Wasn't he in a band called Guan?
0: <laughs> well, it was Guan, right? Yeah. Not to Guan was the was their. Jamaican sister band. All
1: right. Actually, I don't think Harris one is Jamaican. I can't find anything Well, here. They,
0: they have a real Jamaican flood. That, I mean, am, am I just... Am no, I no, just no. Jamaican you... because I said the bridge yeah, is over. The, the bridge, bridge is over. Biddy bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely a Jamaican sayin', quality to sayin it. Saying lies like that Mon, you know Dem can't live.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. Aside from the homophobia of the song and the fact that he says Biddy bye-bye, there is also a, another Jamaican element of it, which is that All those originators from the South Bronx, they are Jamaican. Karis, one's from the South Bronx. There's no way he doesn't get influenced by people like, um, you know, uh, Grandmaster Kaz and, uh, you know, I kept blanking on the name of the other guy. But both of the original dudes were Jamaican. Right. So we've got
0: two Weed songs.
1: (laughs) This isn't a Weed. I wouldn't call this a Weed song.
0: Oh, well, there's some references. You see me in a dance with the spliff of sensai. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Why don't you go ahead and just pick the next sign?
0: Well, I don't know. I uh, lately I've just been opening the lyrics because uh, if you don't know, I'm I'm also I I love poetry and deciphering. I know things, you love so poetry. I do. Dave once read all the poetry on my computer without asking. It was really upsetting.
1: Yeah, I read all your dumb poetry that you wrote when you were, that for the week that you were in college, you wrote a lot of really dumb poetry. All right, shut it. up, asshole.
0: <laughs> I don't go in your computer, read through your crap. Okay, moving on. This is what marriage looks like.
1: You got a song there. <laughs> Slow
0: down, my eyes are closing. Motor functions moving slower. Emotional, we rolling dope. I ask myself, why am I sober? I slow down, my eyes are closing. Motor functions moving slower.
1: Trying to hold my joy, I really can't take much more. I brought a small sack with me, now. so please don't blow my heart. Smoke again, smoke again, little weed never hurt nobody. That's a fact, if you got discipline, listen friend Grow your own green trees and cut the middlemen Benefit to me, I got second symphony Then you will receive something special and a gift Something that you need, help me to relieve sentiment Now we rolling up again, now we rolling up again you no,
0: know, we rolling That is Smoke Break Interlude by Flatbush Zombies off their album, 3001, A Laced Odyssey. Now, I'm just continuing... My strange obsession with stoner songs this episode.
1: Yeah, you're like wistfully into stoner rap now that you can't smoke weed. At I know, all. I
0: know. <laughs> wistfully into stoner rap is the perfect description of how I feel.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I love Flatbush Zombies. I've definitely, I think I put them on our summer playlist. Yeah. I've do. gotten, I've gotten especially into them, and Flatbush Zombies are pretty much to me my favorite like rap group, uh, operating out of New York right now.
1: Yeah.
0: They're just, they're fucking, they're cool, they're interesting, um, they're just some, they're out of Flatbush, Brooklyn, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're super fascinating to me. You, like, read their background, they're all into, like, Japanese anime, and they just did way too many psychedelic drugs, and I, I vibe with that. It's what I miss.
1: Sure. Um, it's interesting, right? Um, Flatbush Zombies... Actually, real quick, I would say what's interesting about this song is that M- Meech is not in it. In oh, Meech the, is not on this yeah, track. Yeah, he's the only Flatbush Zombie not in this song. It, this is actually a very short song as far as Flatbush Zombie song.
0: Go. Yeah, it's actually called an interlude. It's like Smoke Break...
1: Which, isn't the Chance song called that as well?
0: Right, so one of my favorite Chance tracks that I actually also put on our summer playlist, which you should all check out if you're listening to this. It's definitely and a sweet And they're both list. like
1: 2016 tracks too. It's weird. Right,
0: right. So that's also like one of my favorite chant songs off, uh, off three, off Coloring Book is... Um,
1: it's a short two-person rap song called "Smoke right, Break." Right, you know? smoke break.
0: Basically, I just <laughs> I'd like a smoke break from this pregnancy, just a little smoke break.
1: If you could, yeah. If you just could... a quick
0: one. If I could have just one smoke break, no, it's.
1: If you okay, here's a question: If uh, Sophie was, she would only feel just a momentary discomfort, and it wouldn't affect her developmentally. Would you smoke weed right now?
0: No, no, I couldn't do it. There's nothing that could make me believe that it wouldn't be a problem. Also, it's just like I don't want to put that risk or any of that any of that on me. I don't want to have an embarrassing drug test when I go into the doctor. Right. I just I've given I've given it up. Like I've conceded to it. It doesn't mean that I don't miss it and especially like lately I've been like super stressed out since we got back from our honeymoon. Oh yeah, I mean So you- I've definitely been like I think yesterday I just had the most obnoxious thing in the car. I'm like, man, I look a fat blunt right now. And you looked at me like I was a total moron. Yeah,
1: this has become like a weird sort of apology for pot. I don't want to make this too much of a pot thing, but I will say this. I feel like we're driven to listen to stoner music in the hip-hop world a little bit because the production is just always so good. Like, stoner rap. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, stoner rap. It's amazing.
1: It's like I don't even, like, want to smoke weed that much. It's just the fact that... The, you know, you hear these songs, it's almost like um, self-fulfilling in a way, because th- you get sucked into it, especially in the car with the surround sound and everything. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, this... By the way, all of our playlists are best listened to in a car. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that, or through headphones when you're walking around. And mostly when the guy next door is not suddenly just mowing his lawn at 8 o'clock at night.
1: Like it's a I'm, What's he mowing? There's, there's,
0: gra- grass don't grow out here right. We're gonna go ahead And play the next now. Alright like so For my city, emphasis on my city uh, You gotta go to L.A. if you lookin' for Diddy uh, You gotta check CT if you lookin' for Fitty uh, Then Paris, but what about the city? Uh, I'm so in wild like the folks who make PlayStation yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed y'all summer vacation yeah. I been on that medicine, all stay patient Time to come for Sugar Hill where the Ray Nathan yeah. I'm coming for the belt and I stay Asian wow. Coming for your idol or the Clay Nathan case they take it the wrong way And always take it the wrong way Still spin, I'm the city's saliva What the keys to it like the designated driver Sometimes I listen to my own rhymes And feel like I had the keys the whole time gotta give me credit, I take cash Yeah, we
1: take cash So, uh, that song is called So & Why by Fabulous, Us. I guess I don't know, i like calling him Fabulous because he just tells the word Fabulous. Um, I believe that's from Mixtape, to be honest with you. I got it on a on a Street Mixtape, actually, that's so how I found out about that song. It was just a complete dump of music. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't with any other Fabulous songs. What do you think?
0: I love this track. You've played it a good amount recently. It's super catchy, um, and it's actually got kind of a funny story behind it. So apparently, in some interview with MTV, like, sometime a few years ago, probably around the time this was released, I don't know when this happened was released, you'll have, to, you'll have to get the facts for me. Sure. But sure. apparently Lil Wayne said in, uh, in an interview, Flat out, I don't like New York. And a bunch of New Yorkers took offense to his comments, including a New York senator who demanded an apology. And then this is Fabulous lashing out at Lil Wayne. And I uh, think this is just like, one of the hit singles off an album that came out after that. I mean, I have no... I've never been like compelled to listen to Fabulous, Fabulous, <laughs> yeah, Fabulous, whatever the fuck his name is, but this track is super fun to me. I think it's really catchy. The production's great.
1: Yeah, and it's actually... So, I like the the name of the song, right? So NY. He's like, I'm so NY. I like the folks who make PlayStation. Literally, that almost identical line appears in the song, So NY, by Heems. Um, they're both both rappers from new york uh uh fabulous is from brooklyn so i picked this because you know we were in new york for about five days we stayed in manhattan because uh mary's dad got us a uh hotel in midtown
0: shout out dad thank you pops
1: yeah this is a nice present from him so here's the deal midtown is where if you've never been to new york before midtown is probably where you're gonna go because you're not going to know any better and you're going to go look and you're going to go oh central park is very close and uh, uh you know Times square is very close but like the shit that you think of as new york shit that is all in brooklyn at this point do you know what i mean all your classic neighborhoods all your uh cool little uh eatery spots and everything it's all in brooklyn now and Fabulous is like, strangely, like what he's saying in the song is the thing that I always wonder about is, what does a rapper do when they get successful? They almost always leave wherever they're from. They go to LA, they move to the suburbs, they move to Florida for some reason. A bunch of them live there. Um, It's warm! I guess, yeah. But I guess the point being, though, that Fabulous takes some pride in the fact that he's one of the few rappers that is successful and continues to live in New York. That's essentially what the first verse of the song is about. He's like, He's like you gotta check ct if you're looking for Fitty. like 50 cent lives in connecticut you know what i mean
0: right i mean it's a it's an ode to new york there's also some really just fun fun lines in here and i drive my new school like my old school just way with the teachers from my old school Inflex, we trust i let them do my old schools your girl used to brain me you love my old school stop pl- yeah it's just like just some really fun bits and and he's fast and he's sharp in this track and there's literally zero other fabulous songs that i could reference to you but i've loved you playing this lately
1: yeah i really love this song i also love this line gun charge oh yeah i had like two my black lawyer beat him never had a jew (laughs) i just think it's funny
0: yeah it's great this is the song's a lot of fun it's just a fun it's fun track fun track. It was good for New York. It's good for today. It's good for you, listeners.
1: Alright, let's hear your Mary's
0: pick. Shelf, it's alarming honestly how charming she can be fooling everyone telling them she's having fun She says you don't want to be like me Don't want to see all the things I've seen I'm dying I'm dying She says you don't want to get I <laughs> is my pick. Um, Lana Del Rey is a New Yorker at heart.
1: Yeah, she lives in like Malibu now.
0: She's something. she's out in L.A. right now, and a lot of her tracks will kind of talk a lot about like the L.A. and the fakeness and all that. But I love this track, and she'll even talk about it uh, in interviews in terms of like what this track means to her album. This is kind of—I think that this is really about her.
1: Well, why do you say that? Um, Well, actually, first, what do you think it's about? And then why do you think it's about her?
0: I think this is just about a beautiful kind of party girl, like sort of who roams the streets of New York. And this is, you know, when you're 17, nothing else feels like it matters. You know, you can like, you do whatever you want. You live without consequence. You act without consequence. And there's just some really kind of visceral images. Like, it's alarming, truly, really how disarming you can be eating soft ice cream, Coney Island queen. It's all very, like, sexual, very seductive, except this one takes place, like, right in New York. This is, like, a Coney Island track. I kind of just, like, see a girl, kind of, like, drunk on the boardwalk late night. Sure. Proclivities and shit.
1: And I, I, I will say that Coney Island has always just had a history of just kind of being, like, a den of iniquity. Kind of, it's not. Necessarily a dangerous neighborhood, it sure as hell ain't a safe neighborhood, but it's not like necessarily any more dangerous than any other, uh, uh you know, like non gentrified areas of Brooklyn. But, um, it's got you know, there's some characters there, there's hustlers there, people trying to rip you off, you know right.
0: what I mean. And we spent some time in Coney Island. So the first day that we hung out in Brooklyn, we actually did Russian Brooklyn because that's where a lot of my family's from. So, that's like Brighton Beach. We walked. On the boardwalk all the way down to Coney Island then took that back took the train back up to Manhattan from there but you just kind of watch like that the those neighborhoods are so vastly different from the hipster Brooklyn like the Williamsburg right. and
1: let, let me present an alternative theory about what I think the song is about okay so Carmen the musical is um one of the most famous musicals or sorry operas of all time and the guy that wrote it Georges Bizet, okay, a French composer, wrote it and he's out here he's got his new opera out here and he's struggling he's working his ass off he performs it 33 times and then he dies of a brain aneurysm okay and he never knows the success that it goes on to achieve so if we go on your theory that this is sort of about the younger uh, Lana Del Rey okay, right, when she was a young uh, musician making her way in New York, okay, then um, I think there's sort of, I think it's also this idea that like, um, she thinks she's the shit kind of in a way, but uh, uh, she she's like, her dreams are unachieved. Do you know what I mean? There's like a sadness to the song. Huh? Oh, there
0: definitely is. Like if you look at like the- I'm tired, second, I'm dying. Second, second, second highest, you don't want to be like me looking for fun, getting high for free, I'm dying, I'm dying you don't want to get this way, street walk at night, and a star by day, it's tiring, it's tiring.
1: Right, exactly, you know, I think maybe that's why she picked the name Carmen, maybe it is about her, maybe it's like a sort of a song to herself, and she went with the name Carmen, which she has refused to reveal who that is, you know, for that reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a sad, somber, but also for Lana Del Rey, like, Soothing, ethereal track that kind of goes with a lot of her other catalog. Um, but this one is just sort of like a sort of sad Coney Island summer song. I can just kind of see a, a girl wandering down Coney Island, which is why I thought this was kind of a good New York pick. What do you think of Lana Del Rey?
1: Um, What do I think of her? I mean, I've definitely. Okay, she's got an ear for production, all of her albums are very well produced. And I do respect that about her. About And she's kind of like an anti-pop star in a way. Like she carries on like she's a pop star, but she doesn't make mainstream popular music. You know what I mean? Right. But then in a weird way, the anti-pop star started to become the pop star, like kind of like Madonna when Madonna was young. She was just like, I'm just going to be an asshole to everyone. And then like that kind of caught on as the way you were supposed to behave, you know? Uh, and I think that Lana Del Rey in a way is sort of creating a new pop star mold. It's hard, though, to look at Lavendel Ray through the eyes of a 30-year-old man, though. It's, like, not for me. Do you know what I mean? Right,
0: right. It definitely wasn't made for you, but I appreciate that you appreciate the production. All right, husband, kick off the next track.
1: Alright, so um, do you want me to play sort of an angry New York song or a sad New York song? Pick pick, one, angry or sad. You you
0: pick the flow. I'm feeling, um, let's just let's go and dip into one more sad one and then we'll both change the tone drastically. And I had begun to doubt all the things that were me Been in so many places, you know I've run so many races I Looked into the empty faces of the people of the night and something is just not right Cause I know that I gotta get out of here I'm so alone Don't you know that I gotta get out of here Cause New York's not my home Though all the streets are crowded there's something strange about it i lived there about a year and i never once felt at home I thought I'd all right so and that and was new york's
1: not my home by jim croce um, and you can find that on, uh, I think, the quintessential Jim Crouchy album, Photographs and Memories, which it's so kind of is sort I of like, hits, like a greatest hits, like I put out it's after he died. Um, you know, it's a sad song about, you know, so kind of a similar tone to the Lana Del Rey song, you know, it's a guy who's in New York, not my home. New York's not my home. You know, I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be here, I want to get out of here.
0: This is probably one of my favorite Jim Croce songs and you got me a little bit more into him when we started dating. Um, yeah, I, I love this track. It's a beautiful song. It's... I feel like you gave me a little bit more backstory even though than that. Like, Wasn't this kind of in the time a lot of artists were sort of getting fed up with the scene in New York?
1: Yeah, so basically, and, and there's, I think, a sort of a social psychological element to this, but the folk scene of New York... Kind of like it reached its capacity after like 20 years. It was just a dead, it was dead fake bullshit. It's like you, it's like kind of like when you go to Nashville and no diss on Nashville, but when you go to Nashville and you hear these musicians playing country music, it's kind of like it's like part of like the cultural, it's like a cultural icon. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not playing original songs. You can go to any bar in Nashville, you're never gonna fucking hear an original country song. They're all playing covers. They're harkening back to what you think Nashville is. When in reality, that's not what's going on in the Nashville music scene. And the same thing with New York. You had all these people moving there and they were getting fed up and leaving. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, there was a hustle to it that existed when, you know, like Bob Dylan was on the scene and Simon and Garfunkel were on the scene and shit. But that hustle was long gone by the time Jim Croce dipped his toes in the water.
0: Right. It just, I think, the oversaturation of a scene, which I think that song, beyond its obvious connection to New York, feels particularly pertinent to us because we both tried to do stand up comedy. Dave is really still more working at it. I've, uh, I don't know, kind of come, I'm at peace with the fact that it's not going to be my,
1: Wait, you're doing my something, career. You're doing something really incredible with your company. You know what I mean? You've got this fantastic podcast.
0: Yeah, Impress Me With Music, the number one podcast about impressing people with music.
1: <laughs> All right. Um,
0: Recommend it to your friends, your boyfriends, your lovers, your fighters, your enemies. Your
1: fighters. All right, you got you got the next song?
0: Um, How many
1: songs are we at right now? I think I played three songs.
0: I played three. We can just play, like, another track apiece, or you want to do yeah, the full... Yeah,
1: go crazy. Go crazy. Pick a song.
0: Go crazy. Pick a song. Pick a, pick a song, a please.
1: I insist.
0: All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick kind of a... Uh, a quintessential New York song that I might get an eye roll for but hey why not All right. let's do it No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the D.C. Boys off the infamous License to Ill.
1: Yes, an album that I've just now learned it has been certified Diamond. That was the sixth single. Diamond means
0: 10 million
1: albums sold.
0: Holy shit. It's
1: another 1987 track also. Because that was the year that I, I, I was born, so I always remember things that came out that year. Um, why'd you pick this?
0: One, New York is one of the birthplaces of rap. The Beastie Boys are also some of the founding fathers.
1: I mean, they're not of founding rap, fathers, but they're they... very okay, fine. important fine. to the story. Not, not
0: founding fathers. I'll get way too much diss if I call them founding fathers. They're not founding fathers. They are definitely part of the building blocks of, of rap as we know it, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, And they
0: are such outliers, too, in being just weirdo like kids.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's something about the way the Beastie Boys do rap music that...
0: It's like funk rock. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, Kerry King is playing that riff, right? You know, the guy from Slayer. I mean, there's something... I don't know. Let me let me posit this. They do it in kind of a white way that doesn't draw the ire of it being white guys rapping. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you hear Eminem rapping even, there is something distinctly uh, copycat that he's doing where he's trying to sound like a black rapper. Do you know what I mean? And the Beastie Boys do not do that at all. They talk like New York Jews and they all have, like, cigarette voices. Do you know what I mean? And they don't... They just talk the way they talk. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right. And they are essentially, like, they really do bring punk rock into hip-hop. They start bringing a lot of, like, the more instrumental elements into hip-hop.
1: But it's not even like they brought it in. I mean, this came out in 87. I mean, this shit deserves a place in in rap history. It's not even like they brought in punk rock elements. They were a punk rock band, and they became a rap group. But, I mean, they... It's not even like they bring the elements. You know what I mean? It's not even like it's a sensibility. It's not even, like, a conscious thing. You know what I mean?
0: We're... Was this album produced by Rick Rubin? This was produced by Rick Rubin. Right, so this is also, like, one of Rick Rubin's greatest...
1: This is arguably...
0: earliest... ...accomplishments, yeah. Right.
1: So the great, crazy thing about this album is... ...the Beastie Boys were a punk band with a woman named Kate Schellenbeck, I believe was her name, who played drums. And Rick Rubin was producing punk music at the time. He was a student at NYU. And so he had produced some punk uh, albums. uh, You know, small release shit... And he kind of had been around the hip hop scene and he knew, I think, Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC. And he convinced the BC Boys to become rappers. And Kate Schellenbeck was like, not into it. Um, and they, he just convinced them to become rappers. And they don't sound like they did it begrudgingly, but I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, like this was, this is an interesting thing for them. I mean, they had all dropped out of college. They're all like, from you know, fairly well off backgrounds, you know, and they had all decided to drop out of college to play in a punk rock band. And then some dude named Rick Rubin just comes around and is like, You guys should actually be rappers and they were like, Okay. And then they ended up becoming one of the greatest rap groups of all time and Rick Rubin goes on to become one of the maybe arguably the greatest living music producer. Do you know what I mean? Oh,
0: for sure. I would I would definitely I would definitely side with that.
1: I mean, Phil Spector is still alive, but he's in jail, so it doesn't really count.
0: Yeah, well, he's kind of a bastard.
1: Yeah, and Kanye, I would
0: put Kanye there
1: if he produced for other people, but Kanye's also a musician. You know what I mean? Rick Rubin is only a producer.
0: And it's hard to remember that he's even, that Phil Spector's even alive, you know?
1: I mean, he looks like he's dead. He looks like a corpse. (laughs) All right.
0: All right. You ready to get another? Oh, I'm, I'm too busy Googling Phil Spector. Sorry about that. So next one's mine it's all yours the world is yours yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. this is the motherfucking yeah. up crowd. long time yeah. drumming you heard m.o.p Come on. big motherfucking oh. punisher oh. what you gonna yeah. do terror squad yeah bronx Brooklyn collab. Yeah. Yeah, 25 life bitters, pork fried rice eaters, New York, New York, I struck and tight wife beaters, read the truth, don't let your dead body be
1: the proof, need your wisdom rider with hoes and I don't mean your tooth I'm 100 proof that perfect
0: percentages. is birth. I inherit the gift of the first. Every first that you parent, the spirits born here to bring life to the dormant. Right when you start it from night to the morning, bless the light, I get light. you Muhammad, I Christ how you want and I got what you need. With God to the streets, come on, motherfucker. You talking to me? Big pun, the bump and judo off the screw you bought with the young block. Hump spot like Quantimodo.
1: That was uh, New York Giants uh, by Big Pun featuring yeah. uh, yeah. M.O.P. The top of Big Pun's yeah. Big yeah. second in Truthfully to the last the album. Yeah, yeah baby. Uh, I don't know why he called this album that. He called like Austin Powers.
0: Yeah baby.
1: Yeah, it's kind of an odd choice. I mean, Big Pun is is really, like, treated like he's, like, one of the greatest rappers ever. And, uh, his second album is called Yeah Baby. Um, what do you think of that? Oh, it's whatever. I didn't, I wasn't sure if you would like that. I, I wanted to play it because I, I thought our cuts were getting too mainstream. And I to Big pun featuring M.O.P. It's not it's M.O.P. It's I don't I know, know, but I
0: just wanted to say featuring M.O.P.
1: Believe me, they addressed the M.O.P. thing in a song called Cold Ice. <laughs> so, uh um, the thing about this song, what I like is, uh, I, I don't know. It's just like a big, it's like a big, powerful like rap song. You would hear it in, like in the gym. You know what I mean? They'd be playing in the gym. Uh, it's kind of a classic New York cut type of song where it's like, um, uh, it's like a, you know, sample over a big fat drum beat. I don't know. I like it. I like Big Pun. I like M.O.P. Uh, M.O.P., they don't get their day in court, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, And Big Pun is uh, dead. Anything else you want to add?
0: I don't know. I didn't didn't hate the track. I think it's growing on me a little bit, as it's no longer playing. (laughs) Alright, All All
1: right, pick your song.
0: This is my last track.
1: Yeah, it's your last track.
0: I'm kind of torn. I've got a couple more songs on here I was thinking of playing. Um, But I think I'm going to go for... I think I'm going to go for this one. Don't shoot, don't you, don't you, don't, you, don't you. That's Jill Scott Heron, but it's not really Jill Scott Heron. It's Jamie XX remixing um, the entire We're New Here album.
1: Who is Jamie XX?
0: Jamie XX is one of the members of the XX. Do you remember them? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They were that electronic group. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So I actually thought that I was going to be playing the Jill Scott Heron version of New York is killing me straight off the album We're New Here, which is already kind of an industrial, like, dark punk album, Um, and I totally accidentally put this track on instead, and it was kind of a happy accident. Is it a touch annoying? Yes, but it kind of gets better if you listen through, and it goes with sort of a weird vibe that I've been missing from my life, which is since I'm really no longer partying, and I haven't been for a while. Um, this kind of like is like a weird club track to me. Almost it's like kind of got me in a weird groove. I'm like, huh. Yeah. It's like a weird Molly dancing late night. Sure. Zoning out. Not even club track. Like even just zoning out in my room alone in the dark. I used to just play this kind of stuff at night. <laughs>
1: wow, that's super weird. I'd
0: play some. I'd play some weird electronic like house music and stuff just to myself. I'd like get stoned alone and I'd lay in my bed and I'd play house music and then I'd just like trip out.
1: Wow, you, your life sounds very sad.
0: Huh, well now I'm married.
1: <laughs> Alright.
0: Too personal TMI day. We'll cut that whole part out.
1: <laughs> no, we're leaving it in.
0: We're talk about anything that I used to enjoy. No, no, please. Please, have a life. Be yourself. Please, be a person. you have any feelings on that? I liked it. I like electronic music. Yeah, I, you know, we don't do a lot of electronic music in here, so we'll definitely keep that on the playlist. And yeah, I think I'm going to probably finish listening to that later at some point, alone in bed.
1: Um, so this will be our last song that we play. We're going to close on my song. So this is a song called, it's called Positively Forced Read. It's by Bob Dylan. Okay. And this is, we're talking about, you know, scenes. Bob Dylan, this is like a real, him raging against the scene, raging against the New York folk scene. And um, it's also kind of like a weird, it's a weird sort of like missive that he fires off in kind of a mixtape style. This is just like a vague diss track that was not on an album.
0: Hell yeah, nothing like a good old Bob Dylan mix track. And just in case you're wondering, we did put songs from Illmatic on the playlist. So don't be like, you didn't play New York State of Mind, it's on the playlist, all right?
1: Yeah, we already had enough problem playing artists that we'd already put on here.
0: Right. Let alone
1: Nas, an artist I'm sure everyone's very familiar with.
0: Okay, so feel free, go get the playlist. We're going to play this Bob Dylan track you probably never heard. One of the only ones I actually like, so I think Bob Dylan's a big old butt. I think Bob
1: Dylan's great, except for that commercial he did for the Super Bowl where he goes, there's nothing more American than America. Other than that, I love Bob Dylan. Alright. Alright, well, it's been great. Uh, um... Follow uh, me on Twitter at Lake underscore Superior.
0: Uh, you know, just follow me in your heart.
1: All right, fantastic. You
0: just want to be on the side that's winning. You say I let you down. You know it's not like that. show has been brought to you by machine culture